Now that the foster child I was working with has been reunified with his family, I realized that the hardest part wasn't that bittersweet day I had to say goodbye. It wasn't the time spent with social workers, attorneys, and others to make sure he had what he needed to succeed. It wasn't learning how to advocate for a child in foster care and how to navigate the system. The hardest part was realizing I had what it took to become a CASA volunteer. Make a difference in a child's life by visiting becomeacasa.org. Every child has a chance. It's you. Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. In a recent column filed at her own website, which I'll give you in a moment, my guest this hour observed that according to recent predictions by the Pew Research Center, If recent religion trends continue, the population of self-professing Christians in America will fall below 50% level by the year 2070. And when that happens, there go America's freedoms and there goes American exceptionalism. Joining us to talk about it, what it means to our nation and why, Cheryl Chumley is the online opinion editor for The Washington Times. She also serves there as commentary writer and host of the Bold and Blunt twice-weekly podcast, the author of four books, including Socialists Don't Sleep, Christians Must Rise, or America Will Fall. She's also a U.S. Army veteran and a licensed private investigator, lives and works here in D.C. in the metro area, and her website is CherylChumley.com. Cheryl, always good to have you on the show. Welcome. Hey, it's great to be back with you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And first, if you would define the phrase, uh, one that's come under increasing assault by those on the left and those who really don't see America in any way as being special or more unique than any other country, they take real issue with this phrase, American exceptionalism. What's meant by that and why is it a good phrase? It basically is God-given rights. It's it's the recognition of individualism, that individual rights come from the creator, and that government is only there to preserve and protect uh, those God-given rights. And why it is so radical to the left is the left wants it believes that the government is the giver and taker of individual rights. And it's been under assault uh, beneath the surface for many years. But before we leave it, uh, where is this coming from, this whole hate America, this whole downplay America, this whole denial of the Christian roots of America? Where is it really coming from? Well, as a Christian, I see everything through that worldview first and then conservative second. So if you look at biblical truths, the oldest battle is the war against God, right? It's rebellion against God. And so in this country, the left for decades now has been bucking the idea that rights come from God, not government. And it is really uh, ratcheted up first under Barack Obama, but really now under Joe Biden, because if you look at the weakness of leadership from this White House, it has given a huge open door for the globalist vision to steamroll through America's politics and culture. And so that's why we're seeing this battle against God-given rights and individualism heat up in recent months. And is it uh, worth pointing out as well, Cheryl, that uh, historically, even the major universities in this country, and we've talked about this often in the past on this show, major universities in this country were once solid Christian theological institutions. That was, in most cases, their reason for existing. 
And now they it's become the opposite, and they have been pumping into the culture a whole worldview that is antithetical to uh, the history of the country and the things we're talking about. Would you agree? Yeah, isn't that funny that some of our uh, very own Ivy League universities uh, took root based on the idea of spreading the gospel or advancing the teachings of the Judeo-Christian culture? And now these very same schools are, in effect, attacking uh, the very foundations, uh, not just of what they started upon, but the foundations of American exceptionalism in itself. Now, another phrase I'm sure you're aware is under attack, and uh, I've heard it discussed a lot lately in print and also otherwise, Christian nationalism, as as though it's one of the most offensive things anybody could think about our country. Is that an illegitimate phrase, and what is meant by it? Well, I actually think any Christian out there ought to be boldly and loudly proclaiming that they themselves are Christian nationalists, because all that actually means is that you are Christian and that you love America. And those two things seem to me both positives. And what's happened is the left has taken that phrase, like the left oftentimes does. They take something good and turn it into something evil. And they've taken that phrase and they've made people embarrassed, not just of saying that they're Christian, but also that they're nationalists. And honestly, people should be out there saying, heck, I am a Christian nationalist. What's wrong with that? And put the ball back in the court of the haters of America to explain why that is so radical. And isn't it also driven by this effort to if you will, level the playing field that no, we already said, no nation's exceptional, no nation has the right to claim that. And yet even Scripture itself, we know, says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And so there is a uniqueness to that nation, not just this one, but any other, which would choose to follow the principles of Scripture in terms of justice and righteousness and honoring God. And uh, historically, Uh, Contrary to what some try to tell us now, that was the rooting of our country, Uh, and that's really what's being attacked, isn't it? Yes, and, you know, read the Mayflower Compact. It's very short. Read the Declaration of Independence, very short. Both of those documents speak to the founding of this nation based on the idea that uh, we were going to go forward and advance the Judeo-Christian principles, spread the gospel even, and uh, in return, God would bless our nation. And for years, that's what's happened. And the left does not like that idea because ultimately what the left wants done is those who worship God to instead worship government. That's why communist nations, Marxist nations, socialist nations— one of the one of the avenues of attack that they that they perpetrate is against the churches. They do not want people going into churches and praying and worshiping something above government. We're talking with Cheryl Chumley. Her website is her name, CherylChumley.com, author and opinion editor at the Washington Times. Of course, that's WashingtonTimes.com. In this column, you can find at her own website website. American exceptionalism at risk as Christianity losing ranks. And in this column, Cheryl, you said there are that group called, there is that group called the nuns, uh, those who are uh, religiously unaffiliated. And I like the way you describe them, the drifters, the willows in the wind, the one who, ones whose minds and hearts and thoughts and principles and beliefs shift with the breezes and move with the modern times, always changing to reflect popular will. Uh, how do we combat that instability in the culture itself. 
by standing strong for biblical truths. Look, you can see uh, one of the ways that's being played out nowadays is that popular phrase, love is love. And basically, Jesus is all about love. And let's forget the the law and, and the consequences of sin that goes with that love and the expectations and the behavioral standards and so forth. It's just love is love, and that frees people up to do whatever they want as long as it feels good. And so you fight that with biblical truth. And sad to say, and I'm sure you and your listeners know this uh, as well, churches have not been doing a very good job of standing strong on biblical principles. They've watered down the word, and some of them have even started teaching things like social justice gospel and pretending as if Jesus were here today, he would be a socialist and opening borders to all and so forth. And that's doing a disservice, uh, not just to the truth of Christianity and biblical teachings, but also to the long-term stability of America to keep our freedoms intact. One of the other sentences you wrote, it's important to note that Pew emphasized its findings were based on hypothetical scenarios in other words, other factors like migrations, birth, migration, births, deaths continuing to accelerate in line with their own respective trends. But hypotheticals to the side, you write, fact is plenty of other surveys and reports and studies have found this downward shift of Christianity in America. And in light of that, uh, is it possible the, that we've reached the point of no return, irreversibility in terms of our culture? Uh, and if so... What does that mean for uh, how we approach it as believers ourselves? And if not, how can we work to turn it around? You know, that's the question, right? That's the question that keeps me and I'm sure many of your listeners up at night. Is it too late for America? Because that's another way to phrase what you just asked. And honestly, if you look at it through secular eyes, right, everything seems insurmountable right now. There are so many battles there are so many fights to overcome, and as soon as one win takes place, there are 20 other losses that come to bring us back down. So really, in the end, what we have to do is look to God for solutions, to look to God for help, and go back to the Bible and realize that so many times in the Bible, God whittled down the numbers of his army. Just read about Gideon, because he doesn't need a majority. He only needs a few willing hearts, one willing person to bring about his will. And really, he doesn't even need people to bring about his will. His will is going to be accomplished anyhow. But we should take heart in that, that as long, so long as we stand strong and make the right fight, that in the end, God's, God's side is going to win. And we'll never know what a difference the last several elections might have uh, shown us and given us had the evangelical Christian community turned out to vote. So in this last moment before these midterms, talk about the importance of believers who care about their country uh, getting out and voting because uh, by the millions, they don't they stay home every uh, election cycle. Yeah, that, that you're, you're failing. You're failing your duty, not just as an American citizen, but to me, you're failing your duty as a member of the Christian community because you're letting the evil win, and you're you're dismissing it by saying things like, well, I live in this world but not of this world, so I don't have to vote. And I think that's just wrong. And it, at, at the very least, you should be voting to save the nation for those who aren't in your own Christian community. As always, good to talk with you, Cheryl. Let's do it again. Thank you. Thank you.
Again, that's Cheryl Chumley, and you can uh, check her work out at her website. Two of them, actually, WashingtonTimes.com. She is the author and opinion editor at The Washington Times, and also CherylChumley.com. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today. The hardest part of being a CASA volunteer isn't supporting and guiding a child through foster care. The hardest part is deciding to make a difference. Visit becomeacasa.org. Every child has a chance. It's you.